What's up, friends? It's Kenyon, and welcome to Evolution Ave, home of real estate evolved and the limitless mindset. This is episode 24, and it's called Two is Better Than One because I have the Batista twins. Yes, Sean and Scott Batista, the luxury real estate kings of Seattle, building a global brand. This is a powerful episode. You're not going to want to miss it. If you love the content, please like, subscribe, and share. But I'm not going to have you waiting too long. Let's get to the show. What's up, people? This is Kenyon, and welcome to Evolution Ave. This is episode 24, and I have an amazing episode in the store. I mean, I don't know if you look at the screen right now. You are not seeing double right now. What you are seeing is, well, let me just tell you. I gave this episode a special title, and I think y'all are going to love this title. The episode title is Two is Better Than One. I got Sean and Scott Bautista. I got the luxury real estate kings of Seattle. I got the two Dons of EXP right here on the podcast for your listening pleasure. Fellas, what's good? Yo, what's good? What's good? Thank you for having us. What's yeah. up, brother? Thanks again for having us join. Love. I'm super pumped to be partnered with you, bro. So let's, yeah, let's, let's get it started. No doubt, man. Hey, super appreciative of y'all being on here, man. You, you guys are my guys. If you don't know, so, you know, we wear compass together and one day I see, and Always was just kicking it, you know, from afar. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know if a lot of people know, you know, everybody knows I'm from New Jersey, but y'all don't know that Sean and Scott are originally from New Jersey and made their way over to Seattle. So we are Jersey brothers, right? But yes. yeah, we were all at Compass and I was like, man, these Batista twins, they out there killing it. These are my guys. And one day I saw the move and I said, what? And I, I knew of EXP, obviously, but... I was like, these guys are killing it in compass with in the luxury space. They left. I think I might, I don't know. I might've hit you, Scott. I was like, bro, yeah. what, what y'all left? Y'all made a move. And you're like, bro. And I mean, that just started some conversations. Uh, shout out to our guy, Mike Sherrod. I, I knew Mike cause I followed Mike on social media, but like everybody else, you know, coming to EXP was a process. It wasn't, uh, Hey, this is what we do. And I'm leaving. It was months of just talking making sure it was the best move, looking at the model, always admired the model. But I think like a lot of people, I was stuck in the brand mindset, right? Thinking that the brand meant something. And, and But when you find out at the end of the day, we are the brand and we create the brand. The brand is Sean, the brand is Scott, the brand is the Bautista twins, the brand is Kenyon Hunter, the brand is Evolution Ave and, and all the agents under us, the Wolfpack, we create that brand. So that was uh, a little bit about how we all linked up. And uh, lo and behold, man, we're just out here rocking and rolling and killing it. So enjoying the partnership, fellas. Thank you for introducing me and bringing me on board because this model is just amazing. And the whole squad is loving it. And we've grown exponentially over the past seven, eight months. It's been great. And uh, we're just getting started. That's right. Yes, sir. It's a life-changing opportunity. And we knew it once we ran the numbers. And numbers don't lie. So that's, you, you already know that. <laughs> you know, I always say women lie, men lie, numbers don't. So at the end of the day, it's all about doing what's best for your business and 
the best model that's going to take your business to the next level. And, and, and that's, we all had that in common and it was similar. And, and uh, you know, here we are. So let's get into it, guys. So t- tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, which I know what you do, but share it with the, with the people. And each of you name something that you're super thankful for. And how about we start? Let's, who's older? Who I'm older. Sean. I'm two okay. minutes older than Scott. Two minutes older. We're going to start with Sean because he's two minutes older. Sean, tell us a little yeah. about yourself. Tell us yep. about, tell her about who you are, as if they don't already know, because you guys are celebrities yeah. already, but, uh, and then name something you're super <laughs> thankful for. Definitely. Sean Bautista. Scott got me into the business in 2016. Prior to that, I was in the car business. I was top salesman within my first two months of selling cars. And at the age of 22 years old, did that for three years and went into become a finance manager at a BMW dealership in okay. Seattle. Got so tired of it, did that for so long, I had to leave. And I was telling Scott, I was tired of it, time to make a change. I need to make a change. And Scott's like, here, come, come join me. Let's, let's do this together. And 2016, I got licensed and um, now we're building a massive empire together. Yeah. All of us, all of us are doing it together. Um, few things I'm thankful for. Number one is my health, because without our health, we can't do the things that we do and support the family that we love. So number one is health. Number two, family. That's also important to me, family and friends, because without them and without their support, what are we really doing this for? And so that's what I'm super grateful for right now. Nice, man. Super, super dope. I saw that and I wasn't sure which one of you used to work at a dealership, but I did see that in, in your in your history. And so, and I didn't know who brought who and I didn't know if you came in together, but that's a story you might have to elaborate on that a little bit and, and how you brought them in, Scott. But Scott, you're up, man. Tell us, tell us more about yourself. You know, what do you do? And uh, something you're super thankful for. Yeah, yeah. So um, Scott Bautista and, you know, I um, got into this business in 2006, believe wow. it or not. I didn't know that. I was 22 years uh, young. And <laughs> my cousin was pushing me to get into the business because I was at Foot Locker selling shoes, my only job that I ever had, just slanging shoes and um, making commissions. And right. was there for six years, actually, from 16 to 22. And, um, he pushed me to get out of my comfort zone because I, I didn't want to be at the mall for my whole life. Right. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to get out of that too. So I got my license at 22. Um, this is my 17th year in business. Crazy to say, man, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I really didn't. 17th year in business. And, uh, yeah, Sean, like I said, I told Sean to get out of his business, uh, the car business, because, he would complain to me quite a bit uh, about the politics going on. And um, I told him, you know, this is a huge opportunity for us to build our brand together as twins. It was his original plan anyway, in 2006 as well. He took the classes with me. He took the classes with me, finished. He didn't take the state test because he started making money right away. Right. Yeah. Started seeing the fast money in the car business. And six figures right away, right. six figures right away. And he saw me struggling. Um, it was a tough, tough, it was tough times. I mean, I was 22, 
the industry was starting to collapse in 2008 and right. shop kept on selling cars while I was doing short sales. <laughs> 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 so yeah, um, now we're here um, at eXp Realty and I'm a managing broker. Now we're all partnered together and yep. it's amazing yep. to build right, what we're right now for sure. And what I'm thankful for, every day is health. That is number one. Sean and I practice gratitude every day. And you can't, like he's, like he said, you can't be doing the things we're doing if we're not healthy. Absolutely. And, um, obviously family is another thing for us and that's super important. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a mirror. Sean and I have the <laughs> same type of mindset. Right, right. <laughs> man, that's, but that's awesome, man, that, that you guys are, are so close and the bond you have. It's, it's, it's super admirable. I watch it, man. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just love, right? And I love seeing it. We have a lot in common. So not only do we have the Asian persuasion in common, I, I think I told you guys, my grandmother is Japanese and then we're from New Jersey. But yeah. You know, I'm a recovering sneakerhead. I don't think I'm a sneakerhead anymore because as I set into family life and fatherhood, I'm more selective about my sneaker shopping. But I used to be that every Saturday, every drop was wow. boxes coming to my door. And uh, I, I've, I'm definitely recovering. But <laughs> I also sold cars. My job in college, I wow. worked at CarMax. And That's crazy. I loved that job. It was the best part-time job I ever had. I always tell people... I knew it wasn't going to be a career for me. Some of the guys working there, like you said, Sean, were making great money. And CarMax is a different model, probably different from the model you were working in. It's like a straight, like, you don't make a lot of money, but they sell a lot of volume at CarMax. But for me, being a car lover, it was a perfect part-time job. I worked 20 hours a week. I was making like $35,000 a year as a college student. That was a lot of money for me. That's a a good amount for sure in college. Yeah. Cause I was president's club. So yeah. part-time, I think you had to average 10 cars a month or something like that. So I was president's <laughs> wow. club. And when you're president's club, the cool thing was you got to take a car home. So the minute a yellow M3 or something somewhat super dope came on, I was like, Oh yeah, give me that yeah, M3. <laughs> give me that. Any Beamer that came out, I, I, I got. And then when I graduated from college, I still worked there part-time. My first, my first job was at a bank, believe it or not, right? I was working at a bank and as an account manager. And I went and bought, you guys know I'm a BMW guy. I love, you know, and I have my, my M3. I bought an M3 back then in 2002. I bought a oh, wow. hard top M3. Probably couldn't afford it, but I told myself, I said, listen, I'm going to buy this car. I remember the payment back then <laughs> was like $600, which was very high back then, right? That's as a, high. Just got out of school. But I said, I'm going to buy this car because I feel like I'm about to just work my butt off. And if I'm always going to be you know, out and about and working, at least I'm going to enjoy my drive to and from work. That was my, my mindset. So I use it to push me to get my career off the ground. And I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I'll be honest. I worked at a bank. I got into mortgages for a while, worked at Liberty Mutual as an insurance salesperson because wow. nobody grows up saying, I want to be a real estate broker. Uh, no. I want to be a creator on social media. We don't grow up or I want to be a speaker. We don't grow up podcast <laughs> host. We don't grow up thinking these things. So uh, very yeah. interesting. Uh, and, and I also caught, because I've been a similar victim of that. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but 
I worked in corporate America for years before I fi finally got my real estate license. I worked in the tech world. I worked in Microsoft. So I used to come to Seattle, worked at yeah. IBM and Rackspace, some of some big tech companies. And even though I always had that urge, that carrot of making money, the, the salary with the bonuses and stuff always kind of, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, but oh, that's where the money is right now. That's guaranteed. And you realize you're working for someone else and you're building their dream. And I was jumping on planes and delivering PowerPoints when they wanted me to deliver those PowerPoints, right? So I finally, in 2016, that's when I went and took the real estate uh, test. I took the class and took the test and then right away became a broker as soon as I was eligible to become a broker. So very similar stories and, and, and yeah. storylines are, are eerily similar uh, with, right. with all three of us. So that's pretty cool. So let's talk more about the journey. So starting with growing up, right? Yeah. You guys, did, were you guys born and raised in New Jersey or tell, we tell us more about in, that? Yeah, we were born in Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. Um, so we right outside of uh, like uh, Englewood, right outside like Paramus. Yeah. Yep. 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 I got my, I got my Rover from Land Rover Paramus. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, good area. <laughs> and then, the thing is you never stop dreaming. So one dream is getting a Range Rover and then right next door to Land Rover Paramus is a Lamborghini dealership. <laughs> so it's like, wow. I got a Rover. And then you're looking at the guy like, I just got a Lambo. <laughs> wow. I like. I'll, I'll be. I'm. I'll catch up. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I got kids, man. I got to get an SUV. <laughs> but yeah, Inglewood. So Inglewood. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we moved out of there though when we were around ten years old to Seattle. That's when we lived in Jersey for ten years. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, we we grew up playing sports. Our family, mom and dad, put us into sports at a young age. Um particularly baseball. Um, we did travel inner city. We did win the inner city championship tournament oh, in nice. Jersey um, at, at a young age. And this literally th that feeling of winning and becoming champions together, Scott and I is continued to go throughout our life and everything that we do. So um, yeah, we, that, that was just a, an amazing experience to have and it was in Jersey where we were born, but nice changed. We had to make the move to Washington state with our fam. Um, our mom's side of the family is actually in Washington and my dad's side of the family is in Jersey. So we moved over, got, got situated with our family on this side in, in, in Seattle on the Seattle end. And, um, just had to start making new friends, started changing schools. Um, we, we changed schools so many times in one, one year. I, I forgot how many times. I think uh, at least three, three or four in yeah. one year. So yeah, learning how to make friends, learning how to connect with people. It, it's, it's just something that we had to go through. And this is how we, what we do today is connect and wow. with people now and build our network just how yeah. we did when we were kids. Yeah. You know, I always tell people I attribute sports to so much in life. When, when I meet people that nothing against people that don't play sports, not all of us are athletically inclined or have an interest in sports, but there's something about the way sports build your character. And you just That's said awesome. it, right? Sports and especially winning a championship together that probably was the beginning of building a championship mindset for you, right? Yeah. It was. And, you know, one of the things on my whiteboard that I wrote down, then my son actually drew a picture of it was I have the word business athlete written down. Nice. I always consider myself, a, I call myself a business athlete. And, and the, the, the definition behind that was, you know, 
I think I'm an entrepreneur, but then I used to call myself an entrepreneur, right? I'm an entrepreneur within a larger organization. So when I was working for these tech companies, I said, well, at the end of the day, I'm in sales. So when you're in sales, you technically work for yourself. You're performance-based, just like an athlete. The, the, more, the higher you perform, the more money you make. Because people would say, well, why'd you leave one company and go to the other? Well, I said, well, I'm like a business athlete. If I'm performing and I'm not getting paid when I'm performing, what, well, I'm not getting paid based on my performance or I'm not maximizing my performance to equal compensation. Somebody else is going to pay me more for, for that performance. And unfortunately, that's the way it works in the corporate world. You have to sometimes leave to, to get what you deserve. And at the same time, I also believe just like athletes take a LeBron James, you don't put a value on LeBron James. LeBron James tells you what his value is and what you're going to pay him. And I think that's something even in today's world, especially as real estate agents. Yeah. There's so much media and data out there that people you know, not think they know. And a lot of times you have to say, well, listen, um, I know my value and this is how I operate and this is the value of my business. So if we work together, you have to understand that too. So I think that's something that's key. Once again, we can take that back to being an athlete and, and winning championships, right? Championship teams are, they're, they're, they're not cheap <laughs> and they're not weak. And it's, a, and it's a mindset that you have to have when you, when you do that. So yeah, that's cool. So I, I never knew how you went from the East coast to the West coast. So now we know that. What did you guys want to be when you grew up though? Like I know I mentioned earlier, none of us really grow up <laughs> wanting to be what yeah. we have become. What do you guys want to be? Yeah, we wanted to be in the NBA. Actually, <laughs> we, we really had that dream of making it to the league. We were we we really got into basketball and hooping and right. all of that. Played every day, no matter what, rain or shine. Mm -hmm. And it rains a lot here in Washington. And, and yeah. snow, too. and snow. <laughs> yeah. So we we would be hooping outside every day for at least two hours. Yeah, yeah. My son is hooked. He starts basketball in December. Five years old. He's uh he's already wow. hooked, man. And you know we got him hooked. He looked athletic. Space, <laughs> Space Jam. One Space day Jam. I was at Target, and you know how you walk by the DVDs. Nobody really buys DVDs anymore, yeah. but I have a the, I have the, the entertainment uh set center in the car, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Space Jam was five bucks. I was like, I love that movie. My son should watch it. Plus, yeah. I wanted to keep him occupied in the car, so I put Space Jam in, and he would watch it over and every time we get in the car daddy turn space jam on daddy turn space jam on then it was daddy i need a basketball court and it was from there it was the love of basketball played baseball he killed it in that i'm loving it because he he loved baseball he's killing it in soccer wants to play football but um yeah yeah uh, you know no. for him sports might be he's just naturally athletic so sports yeah. might be in yeah. his cards and I'll, I'll embrace it whatever he wants to do i i, I want yeah. him to grow up different where i grew up thinking that there was a plan, right? The plan was go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a job 40 years later, retire, be happy. I want to make sure I embrace my kids' passions. And if it's sports, I'll do everything I can to put them in the best programs, the best uh, trainings, the best camps, whatever, whatever they need, right? My daughter, she's more of an academic. She loves school. She loves the arts. She wants to be a real estate agent and own a coffee shop. So Whatever she wants to do, I'll, I'll, I'll let her do it, right? Well, I'll, I'll embrace that. My little one, we'll see what she wants to end up doing, but she got a little time before, before right. she gets there for sure. All right, so sports, but then end up working. You know, I, I would have probably, I think I would have loved working at a BMW dealership, but like everything, if it's not the passion, kind of burns you out, would you say, Sean? Yeah, it definitely burnt me out. The hours are definitely long. 
And just knowing that you didn't have control over over your time because I had to just be there no matter what. I couldn't leave until the last customer left. So it didn't matter. The hours could be from 10 to 7, but in reality, that 7 could turn into 9 p.m. Yeah, and I always heard that a fi- being a finance manager, I always heard that was a rough job. Like it, it seems glorious. It sounds like, oh, the guy who just walks in kind of sells us on the payment, but he's also seen as the scummy guy, right? The guy who's really putting all the back end points on the financing and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? So, warranty, job people think, warrant <laughs> protection, maintenance, uh, fabric, interior, exterior protection, all of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One like, thing about the tire. One thing I will say about those tough sales jobs, they do kind of groom you for what we do today, right? They, if you can do a tough sales job, it makes you a, a better, long as you're not, long as you're honest, long as you're not sleazy, it makes you a good sales professional, right? And Scott, Foot Locker, I mean, we all grew up wanting to work at Foot Locker, right? Oh, Foot Locker, that was a cool job, get my discount, you know, get, all, get the inside track on the kicks. But once again, you know, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the, the long-term destination. No, no, it wasn't. And I actually, I wasn't even supposed to get the job because Sean and I both interviewed for that job. But since we were twins, they, you know how I, I even said the same answer as him as being great. Number one right. thing I'm thankful for is health. Like I copied his answers the same way. And like, <laughs> oh, since you copied, they thought it was Sean that copied me, but I copied him and they hired me instead. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows now sean's a better twin <laughs> i think that's like everybody's dream is oh i wish i had a twin brother or a twin sister man that had to be like super cool growing up yeah i mean it's a lot of attention for sure now, is it just you two or no you have an older brother right yeah we have an older brother he's in jersey oh he's in jersey so okay yeah. i noticed like when you do, when you when you guys do like say happy birthday or you shout him out it's usually looks like he's in a different location yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And just, is it just you three or more siblings? Just us. Okay. And so you two, were you always close or did y'all have a little bickering and better? I mean, every brotherly love always had bickering, (laughs) but we are always close because even at school, no matter what, even though they separated us, we would always find each other at recess or whatever. Um, lunchtime, we always found a place, always hung out no matter what after after sports together, it was just, we were just best friends. Dope. Super dope. Let's get into, let's drop some dimes because I, I know what people sure. want to know, right? They want to know more about what you guys are doing today. They want to know about the Batista Twins and this mega, massive, amazing brand that you built. Uh, and they definitely want to know, agents want to know, and this is always a question I'm sure you get, man, how did you guys break into the luxury market? So let's start off. Tell us about the formation of the Batista Twins from the day that Scott said, Sean, BMW, I know it's great, but come on over and join. Let's let's build this amazing mega brand. Yep. It it, it didn't start off as that. When yeah. I joined, Scott was at a no-name brokerage. Didn't offer much. The branding was like whatever, but we didn't really know like what it looked like to be a luxury agent. And so I would tell Scott, you know, I, I want to leave. And I was like, oh, maybe go to Sotheby's or whatever. But then Scott found something else. Scott, explain. Yeah, so Sean kept telling me Sotheby's, but I found this other company that was just making a wave out here. And it was just a luxury boutique company called Avenue Properties. And I was like, Sean, we need to meet with them. We came in, um, they 
they showed us what they had to offer and it, the rest was history. And that's how we really broke into that uh, luxury is because we partnered with some people that had branding that we liked and that matched what we wanted to do. They so, were the top five agents in the state, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And so for people who want to break into that luxury space, even and luxury is defined different in everywhere, right? Because Seattle is an expensive market to be. Yeah, in, exactly. Know, quite frankly. And then like, for instance, in New Jersey, when I think of luxury, you think of like Princeton, New Jersey, right? Where, you know, a, you know, 1200 square feet is 900 grand. And then you have, you know, yeah. it goes high, right? Or oh, Morristown yeah. or Haddonfield or go either north, you know, where you guys were like Inglewood, you have, I mean, a brownstone in Hoboken is, you know, a couple million or Montclair, um, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, what's the other, what's the area? Uh, Saddle, Saddle River, uh, you know, where Rev Run lives, these huge wow. $10 million homes mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what's the, what's the area with an A in North Jersey? Very uh, affluent area, something with an A. I can't think of it, of it, but so what would you attribute to or tell people out there, aspiring realtors who aspire to be in that luxury space? Is it brand? What creates that? What, what creates the avenue to get to that luxury space? Yeah. So how we started creating it is we actually immersed ourselves into the luxury lifestyle, the cars, the fashion. I mean, you can see that we love the watches, yeah. the watches. Right, right. And we created content around that and we believed in the luxury, we were luxury and it just became our, it started to become our brand. And that's by how being, by yeah, just by being it, because people are always thinking, oh, once I get to this level, then I will do that. But when are you ever going to get to that level if you don't become it? Right, right. Alpine. That's what I was thinking about. Alpine, New Jersey, where like, you know, Mike Tyson with mm-hmm. Houston, that was the town. Um, becoming So that's interesting you say that because like for me, for instance, when I was first getting into the business and I grew up in Mercer County, kind of near the Princeton area. And I always said, oh man, I want to get into the Princeton market. Um, mm-hmm. now, I was living in South Jersey where I live at now. So I stayed kind of local and kind of where I hung at is where I started doing a lot of business. And I got known for certain little pockets where I used to hang out and go to happy hour, watch sports and all those little pockets. I knew them really well. I knew where the parks were and all that. And I was always hesitant to go into some of the higher end areas because I was like, Oh, I don't know it. I don't live there. But I remember reading, I think it was the compound effect. Are you ever, you guys ever read that book, the compound effect? Oh, yeah. Is it no, Darren oh, Hardy? Yeah. yeah. His name is. And he said, I started doing real estate in, uh, Tiburon County, California, or something like that. This really high end place. He's like, look, I didn't, I didn't live there. I always dreamed of living there. But what I would do is every day I would go there to the same bar, sit at that bar, and act like I was a part of that community, and I would just become a part of the community and be there. So it sounded like to me, even me when I was an agent that wanted to break into that space or break into certain luxury town, just go and do it break into it. Don't wait. There's never going to be, if you wait, it's not going to happen. Just go there, spend the time there, become a part of it, become mm-hmm. a part of that lifestyle, right? Because like attracts like, is that what you guys are basically saying? That's the truth. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. I think that's, yeah, I think that's key. So I hope people are writing that down. If you're looking at that luxury space, you're not going to get in that space. They always say you're never going to catch big fish swimming in a small pond, right? 
with the, with the little guys, right? You got to you got to sure. go go jump in the big pond. Uh, just like as a person for personal growth, you're never going to have exponential growth if you're not around people that are doing a lot better than you, doing the things you dream about doing. People that you like, you guys said you got in the luxury space because you partner with people who were top five in the state. And yep. that was a big part of it. And I think a lot of people miss that. They, you know, look for those people that are doing, I always say, look for people that are doing what you want to do, living the life you want to live and model it and create your own life out of it. You don't have to emulate them, but make no. it, make it your own, but take the tips, right? Cause obviously it did something yeah. right to, to, to get there. Right. So we met at compass and we touched on this a little bit earlier. Now we're taking it to the next level of EXP. Tell us more about the switch and, I'm assuming you guys were really excited about the announcement about EXP Luxury and tell us more about that. Yeah. Uh, Sean, go ahead. You can start with it. Well, Scott's, Scott's the one who uh, got us qualified. He, he sent in the email. So you have to have <laughs> a certain requirement to become a luxury broker, which you'll be on that site. In reality, we've already created our luxury brand. Right, right. We don't need EXPs, but this is great for other agents that we're thinking that are coming from a Sotheby's, that are coming from a Compass. Oh, they're not luxury, but this is a sexy brand that they've created. All the materials that they're creating for luxury agents, um, mm -hmm. it's unmatched. So I'm excited for the program. I'm excited for agents that do qualify for this program, which it's... Yeah, this is this is big things coming from EXP. While right. other companies are just contracting, mm. EXP is expanding and yeah. record breaking yeah. profits as we've seen. Mm -hmm. Actually, just got an email. Uh, wanted to show you that. Congratulations! Congratulations. Bingo! <laughs> to become a EXP yeah. luxury agent. So I just got the email. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, wow. I got us done. So, yep. so do, do you both have specific roles within your partnership? Because I, like, I, I hear Sean say, well, Scott, and then you, you kind of defer to Sean for certain things. How do you guys, how do you guys manage the, the partnership? It's a 50-50 partnership with whatever we're doing, um, it, whether it's production or rev share, revenue share with bringing agents on, we, we split the profit on everything. But do you, do you? Are, I Scott guess, focuses let me more on Scott focuses more on production than I do. Okay, yeah, and, I, and I'm focused more on the back end. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I was kind of getting at. Like, is somebody yeah. stronger on one side of the business, oh, yeah. one aspect than the other? Um, so, Scott, you still do you love producing, Scott? I still love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's fun. Every every deal is different, and helping these clients get their home sold when other agents can't sell it. Sean and I just come in and take over and it's just uh awesome to see the see the results yeah yeah and sean you're more like me where you know I, and i always share this i'm pretty transparent about it i didn't come into the business to become a real estate agent i wanted to create a platform uh to be able to help other people be successful and i just think that real estate is a truly captivating career that you can first of all it's you can become an entrepreneur and it's a very low barrier of entry financially I hate to say it's a low barrier of entry, period, but unfortunately, we do have a lot of overflow in our, in our business with people who probably don't need to be real estate agents. But I did see it as if you are an entrepreneur and you're not sure what you want to do, like kind of like me, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know, did I want to start a store? Did I want to, I, I didn't know. I didn't have a business idea, but I did love real estate. I loved architecture. And most of, 
most importantly, I love people. So to me, it was a perfect marriage. And I said, well, if I'm really good at it, and first I did go get the social proof, I became an agent and I performed. Then I said, okay, now I'm in a position where I can show other agents. Well, how do you go from zero to 10 million, right? As a part-time agent or a dual career agent, or as a new agent, how do you scale fast? I can teach people how to do that because I, I did it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I always wanted to be more of a, a leader, somebody who was more influential and use real estate as a platform to do other things to help other people and pour into people. Um, so it's always, it's always interesting, especially because you have a very unique dynamic where, you know, twin brothers or and any siblings or close friends working together, how you divvy the, the partnership and who, who's strong where. So that's pretty cool to understand. Touch on why you left Compass to come to EXP and where do you see the brand moving forward? The Batista and the brand, when I say the brand, I'm talking about the Batista Twins brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the move from Compass to EXP and why it was to partner with people like you, Kenyon, and just attract agents to help them succeed and grow their businesses, whatever it is in production or attraction. So it has no limits. At Compass, we were limited locally. You couldn't take it outside of Seattle. We wanted to partner with everybody. And now we're able to partner with you and you're in New Jersey, South Jersey, and um, all over the world, 23 different countries. So that was the biggest thing for us. We will be able to impact more lives globally instead of just locally. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Sean, anything on your part from that side? Yeah, it's it again, it, it all boils down to adding value to other people's lives. And just like Scott said, this is a borderless brokerage. And one of my statements that I kept telling myself, and I kept writing this down in my journal before EXP came about was, I want to impact 10 million people worldwide. Right. Like, that's my, that's the thing that I wanted to do. And I just kept writing it down. But being at Compass, yeah, I, how, how can I do that at a brokerage that doesn't allow me to partner and teach other agents to show them the success that we've seen in our careers? Um, it, it, it didn't. Compass didn't have that platform, but EXP did. And this is hence why we made that move. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me, very similar. Um, I felt limited. And before I went to Compass, I thought that that was it. Like, wow, I made it to Compass. This is the company I've been hearing about. They're the next generation of real estate. Great company. I always tell people that Compass is a great company, great marketing. Their CRM is an amazing tool. I, you know, I, I always tell people that. I don't deny that. If there's one thing I miss is the ease of use of their CRM. Um, we have KV Core, which is probably more robust than any CRM out there, but you just got to learn how to utilize it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me... I, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. I haven't. I don't know if I shared it on a podcast before, but people close to me and you guys probably know this. I was the same way. I wanted to impact more people. Same thing when I was at KW before Compass. Because it was a franchise model, I felt a little limited where I couldn't impact people because typically, and I, they may have changed because I know they have some other, um, I forgot what they call it, but I know KW has where you can go beyond your local brokerage now and try to build branches, expansion teams. But back then they didn't. And I wanted to go beyond the local area to impact agents. Then 
same thing with Compass, even though they're a national brand, I was getting agents to come to Compass through their agent, uh, what do they call it, agent introduction program. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wasn't really getting anything for that. And I wasn't able to really impact their business or I didn't have an incentive to impact their business. So if, they, if I met a Compass agent and they were in Atlanta, Georgia, and I introduced them, I don't have the bandwidth to spend that much time with them helping them because one, there's no revenue share model from that. And I really can't do that. And they have a sales manager at Compass to help them do that, right? They should at least. So that was one part. I wanted to impact more people. So I want to touch people. I thought maybe becoming a sales manager would have been a move for me at Compass. So I actually tried. And I was already a leader in the area. I already was very impactful and very well known. My brand was established and I didn't get that opportunity. And I'm a person that believes that, well, I'm not going to wait for anyone to give me an opportunity. If I want an opportunity to do something, which is I want to impact more people, if I don't get it where I am, or if who I'm partnering with is not going to provide me with that opportunity, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to make it or go get it somewhere else. So that was a big part for me. Then the model itself here at EXP allowed me to grow in a borderless manner and really affect an unlimited, it's uncapped how many people we can, we can touch and we can impact, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Not to mention the model is, it's more financially uh, lucrative too. When you look at the model as a whole, it's a, it's just a a lucrative financial model. Uh, And just from, from a business structure too, you know, people say, oh, EXP, you guys don't have offices, you're virtual, but we're, we're super profitable. Right. And very profitable. And when they say we don't have offices, we do. We have range of access to Mm -hmm. any office we need. um, And that's nationwide, globally. Right. So, yeah. And we, like I said, we, we, you know, me and my, my, my group, we just got office space, right. To partner Mm -hmm. with with one of our lenders. Uh, Shout to Scion Linden. They they offer us office space. So now we have space so we can have a place to collaborate. And we don't, we don't want to go to Regis, but a place we can call our, call our own. There's just, it was so many things that just made sense. And it was, okay, well, this meets what I want to do, which is similar to you guys. I want to impact it as many people as I can. And that's a major part of my business. And, and it was a, a great platform. So yeah, man, that's, that's, that's really cool. Let stuff. me ask you this. You guys both got Porsches. Who's the better driver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I see we, y'all, we man? Have I got- to, we would have to test it out on the track and see. <laughs> so y'all haven't been on the track yet? Nah, not yet. We've been so busy. We need yeah. to get out there. I mean, I see y'all got the gloves. I see the shifting going on. Like, <laughs> All right, somebody who's the better driver? I know they tested each other on the highway. One of these. Now, you don't the want weather- the smoke. <laughs> with, with the weather in Seattle, do y'all get the Porsches out? How long nah, do you get the Porsches out? It's, well, it's been a month now since I've driven my car. So it's rainy, rainy season. Right. Uh, Wintertime like is here now. Yeah, it looks yeah. like next week we'll get a break. I'll take it out next week. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's now, not very often. <laughs> now, you, you guys have two different models? Are they both, are they both 911s? Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. All right. Both same exact models? No, GT3 and then the Turbo S. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, man. These guys are, these guys, uh, look, we'll, I'll, I'll make sure you share your, your, your Instagrams before the show is over. But uh, if y'all haven't seen these, both of these gentlemen have these sharks on land running around in seattle in, in in super hot colors so you'll see that soon so one of the things i love to do fellas because this has been uh, an amazing interview i love to wrap up the show 
uh, with three statements. And I want each of you to finish the sentence. And we're going to get into it now because there's two of you. So it's going to take us a little longer to get through it. I'll let Scott go first on this okay. one. The first of the three statements. Next year, I will be. I will be impacting 500 agents in our um, organization, giving back the knowledge that we've learned throughout the years and from my experience. There you go. Sean? Yeah. You know, next year, I'll be traveling each quarter to Miami, New York, LA, and Las Vegas. Love it. To speak at engagements and change the lives of thousands of people at each event. Love it. Love it. Love it. You got to travel to some good spots, too. I, I peep that. <laughs> Let's, yeah. we'll, we'll start with you on this one, Sean. In five years, I will be. You know, in five years, I'll be empowering and impacting five million people right. around the world to live their highest vision. Big goal. Big goal. Scott, in five years. Five <clears throat> years. 5,000 agents in our organization are going to be impacted this, so it's just going to scale from 500 to now 5,000 agents that I'm impacting by giving back love, peace. And uh, that's, yeah, that's it right there. Man, love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. Big question. Big question. And we'll go, we'll, we'll go back to Sean on this one to start it. My impact to the world will be. Um, my impact, again, is pretty much the same as the next five years because I'm always motivating and inspiring the world to be a better version of their themselves because today is the day that you can make the change and make that decision to change your life. So I'll, I'll be impacting the world that and letting them know that they can break out of any situation, up, down, left, right, whatever they're feeling, that they could bust through any situation and have a breakthrough. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You guys didn't really touch on that because most people don't know you guys didn't start off. Like you don't come from the luxury space. That's not like, no. Hey, this is what we were born. This is what we grew up doing. You guys, y'all got it no. from the mud, man. Y'all built this, right? Built yeah. The parents, parents were both making a minimum wage. We lived in low income housing, food stamps. Yeah. We, we shared an apartment. Uh, we had a two bedroom apartment with, um, Sean and I shared the room with our older brother and our uncle. So four of us in one bedroom. Um, so we know what it feels like to be down, but it's just all in our, it's all here in your head and the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott, my impact to the world will be, that's the big question. You know, it's very similar to Sean's and it's just giving back and to everybody that I meet, whoever it is that I'm able to touch, no matter what social media in person is to inspire them to know that wherever they are right now, they can break out and do whatever it is that they want to do, live whatever dream that they want to live. It's infinite possibilities. Man, I love it. I love it. You guys are talking my jam because, you know, life for me is all about pouring into people. And I love when I connect. This is why we we connected. And it was all the universe putting us together because sure. we're on the same mission, bros. We're all we're on the same mission, bros. Right. We're, we're here to help people become the best version of themselves and, and make an impact. I want people to go. I want you to go from good to great to being phenomenal and live a phenomenal life because we're all capable of doing it. We just need that push to believe it a lot of times. And that's what we're here to do. So this was this was awesome. 
brothers, I loved, I loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for spending time because you guys are busy. These guys are super busy and they spent time to come on the show, share some wisdom and knowledge, tell a little bit of their story. Now, this is real key because if you guys want to one, see the sharks on land, two, want to learn how to dress impeccably, <laughs> whether it's a, a cool hoodie or a super, super tailored suit, um, or three, see what the world of luxury real estate looks like and how to get it done. Guys, tell everybody where to find you on social media, how to connect with you, and anything else you want to share. Yeah, for me, it's just my name, at Scott Bautista on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So it's pretty easy to find me. Same with me, Sean Bautista. You won't miss it. Bautista <laughs> Twins is the brand. Yeah. If you type that in uh, on YouTube, TikTok, my name, Sean Bautista. Yeah, yeah. Do you both run the, the, the Bautista Twins account? Yeah, we're, we're mostly collaborating with it now. Gotcha. Yeah, because gotcha. it's just so you know, it's like it's hard to keep up with multiple pages. Right. So it's like, all right, if we post on our personal and collaborate with the business, then it, it keeps it flowing. Gotcha. 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 Well, fellas, man, it is an honor to be in partnership with you guys. I could not be partnered with anybody better, man. Thank you for introducing me to the Wolfpack and the model. It was Look, I love being associated with you guys. We were at Compass too, but I think sure. this brotherhood, this brotherhood is something that we're going to have for the rest of our lives and we're going to our lives. And we're going to impact the generations to come, man. I love it, man. I can't wait to hang out with you guys soon too in for person. Sure. Like it was a small world. I was at that pool party a couple over the summer. I know. Over the summertime. <laughs> That's so right. it's such a small world. Right. Ran into your grandmother's friend and they're like and I called and like, how do you what? How do you know them? Like it's my brothers. What do you you know, we're, we're brothers. That's how we do. Sure. But um thank you so much. I can't thank you guys enough for for coming to the show. Appreciate you guys. Love you brothers, man. And I talk I talk to you guys like every day anyway. So I mean yes, I'll talk sir. to you. But you know anything you want to leave with the folks before we get off? Just believe in yourself no matter what always believe because it starts with that love it love it well hey everybody i hope you got some super gems out of this episode these are the batista twins awesome guys please make sure you guys go out and follow them on all their social media outlets i promise you will get so much value from it until the next episode y'all stay super blessed all right fellas hey, you too, all right take care see you later see you